Have you thought about becoming a career coach, but not sure what it's really like? Not sure how to get started? Well, we've got you covered. Let's drop into this week's conversation of how to become a career coach. Welcome to the How to Become a Career Coach podcast. I am very, very excited. Actually, ecstatic would probably be more accurate for our next guest because she initially went through a career change trying to decide what would be right for her in the first place. And that validated that that coaching would be an amazing direction for her. And as she went through her coaching journey, most recently accepted a role working with another organization as a career coach. And it's been so fun to be able to see that happen and all of the ups and downs and twists and turns along the way. Welcome to the podcast, Rosa Andrews. How are you? Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm doing really well. Better than I've ever been in a long time. So that's really interesting. Expand on that for me because right before we hit record, you were telling me a little bit about that exact thing. Better than you've ever been for a long time. So what do you mean by that? So when I first reached out to you and your team, uh, I was I knew I wanted to transition out of my, I guess, role and start a new chapter in my career. My background is primarily in human resources. I started off as an HR coordinator and then worked myself up into various roles, most recently like as an HR manager and then a like a VP of HR type of role. And it's been a rewarding and challenging career so far, but I realized that I wanted to pivot and do something else, but I wasn't quite sure what that looked like. Yeah. But I knew deep down that there was something that I needed to be excited about in the morning and get up to do. And I just felt, felt kind of lost. So I went through this, like, I guess, journey of figuring things out on my own. And sometimes I, I just felt very lost. Like I didn't know. I knew in my heart that I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what that looked like. But like, I guess, experimenting, like through experimenting and talking with different folks, I, I figured it out. And I'm at a place where I have a job that I love. I work with a team that I adore. And I feel so lucky to have landed where I am. So that's like on a professional front. And then like, personally, things are just going really well in my life. I I recently moved to California about a year and a half ago. So that was a big adjustment for me. Oh, yeah. So just, I guess, trying to find, figure things out with my job situation and then like getting my life situated in a new state, building a new community, all of that happening at the same time was really difficult, but I'm at a really good place now. So tell me a little bit more about what took place that caused you to decide that you really did want to become a coach in the first place. I was in a contract type of role where I was an HR manager for a private, for a private equity firm. And I realized it was just so painful to go into work every day. Like, and I realized that this wasn't what I wanted to do for a living as an HR manager, not to knock that profession because it has been really rewarding. But I think just like also that industry was not somewhere where I could thrive and where I could lend my strengths. So I was, there was a point at work when I had to let several people go 
And that was very difficult for me because I wasn't involved in any of the performance conversations leading up to their departure. And I felt like it was a very, it was very unfair to them and it was a disservice to them. But I was just the messenger delivering the message like, hey, things aren't working out. And so we're going to have to make today your last day. And so inside I was dying. Like I wanted to give them my phone number and tell them I can help them find a new job and offer them like people to connect with with recruiters and I there was a conflict of interest I couldn't do that because that's not what my job was at that company and I realized okay I can't do this anymore and so what I am passionate about doing is helping people make transitions starting a new chapter in their life and figuring and finding a path that like they're excited to do because at the end of the day they weren't happy in those jobs anyway and so I was thinking okay like how do I help them find a job that is a great fit for them where they can like soar. And, and I like having those empowering types of conversations. And I guess going through like having those difficult conversations made me really realize what I am passionate about and how I want to serve others. That's so interesting on quite a few different levels that first of all, what was probably a bad fit situation for you yeah. Also for, you know, some of the people that you were letting go, but but for you turned into a situation or an opportunity to allow you to realize what could be great for you. Mm-hmm. And I think first of all, kudos to you because I think when anytime somebody's in that situation where it's not a great fit, it can either be a growth opportunity which you took advantage of or it can be a oh my goodness this is terrible like <laughs> how do i even just tolerate this and clearly you took a somewhat difficult situation and began to recognize some of the bits and pieces that could turn into something great later on so yeah. been there done that even been an hr manager at one point <laughs> in my life uh, several points in my life actually and understand you know some of the different ways that that job can be grueling <laughs> and also you know i don't know been there done that got the t-shirt <laughs> what caused you you know after you had started to recognize that you know what maybe i do want to focus on the new opportunities for people maybe i do want to focus on guiding them to what does create a great situation for them what prompted you to start taking action on that in the most recent years i've naturally found myself having conversations with just random people that i'd meet on the street or like at a coffee shop yeah. or friends and family who always wanted to make a transition in life or their careers because I have been in that stage of my life. Like, and I, I'm originally from Chicago and I realized that, okay, I, again, I was like in the corporate HR life in Chicago. And I realized back then this was in 2013 that I, some, that I needed to make a change. There was like something inside that was like, you need to do something different. So I quit my HR job back then and I did something completely untraditional out of the box. And I moved to Korea to teach English. And people thought I was crazy. My friends and family did not understand why I did that. And it was the hardest decision I've ever made, but it was the best thing that I ever could have done for myself. Why was it? That, the, yeah. Why was it why, the best thing? Why was it hard or why was it the best thing? Why because was it, it just, it took me out of my comfort zone because I think society tells us that we should be doing X, Y, and Z at X, y, at a certain stage in our life, right? Like you go to school, get your bachelor's, and you get your master's, and then you get a fancy job. I was living on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Like, it's just like I was crossing off all the boxes. And then like the next thing was like, 
date, get married, have kids, move to the suburbs. So that's what most of my friends and family were doing. And that just wasn't in the cards for me at that time. And I realized that I needed to like create my own life and have my own journey and find my own adventure. And I couldn't do that, like being in the comfort of just like, it just felt like I was waiting for things to happen to me instead of making things happen on my own. Yeah. So I love sharing that story of how I moved to Korea, taught English just for a year, just to like travel. That's where my family is from, where my parents grew up. And I was born and raised in Chicago. So I went back there. That's why I chose Korea specifically. And then after that contract was up, I decided to move to Hawaii. So I've moved around a couple places. I moved to Hawaii and I reconnected with my HR career there. I decided to move to Hawaii because I do have family there and it made it easier for me to transition. And plus it's paradise. Like who doesn't want to live in Hawaii? And it's always been on my bucket list of things to do. So I decided like, hey, I moved to Chicago or I'm sorry, I moved to Korea. Why not like do something else that I've always wanted to do? So and then people saw me like on social media. I wasn't like advertising it. I just think that they like saw me like on LinkedIn, like updating where I was living and the type of work I was doing. And so they kept asking, like, how are you moving around? And what are you doing? Like, and so I tell like, I was telling them, you could absolutely do this. It's not that hard. You just have to take small steps and chip away at what your goals are. And so I love sharing that story, because anyone can do it if they just, it's just a matter of how bad you want it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that raises another question because a lot of that has to do with getting outside your comfort zone and getting away from societal norms. Yeah. Uh, and as an aside, have you noticed that the happiest people who are successful by their own standards of success are the ones that are not going Most, with societal norms yeah. necessarily? Interesting. Absolutely. But how much of a role do you think getting outside of your comfort zone plays with becoming a career coach just what's your opinion on that getting outside of your comfort zone how much of that plays to how much of uh, that becomes useful when you are becoming a coach of any capacity i think absolutely a hundred percent it's about getting out of your comfort zone because if you're not getting if you're not comfortable getting out of your comfort zone you're not going to be the most effective getting others as a coach. You're because as a coach, you're pushing people to get out of their comfort zone yeah. to get past their mental blocks. So if that's not something that you're willing to do. I don't know how effective of a coach you will be because you are essentially a role model for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting putting it that way too. Because even though as a coach, you don't necessarily have to have done all the things that you're coaching them through mm -hmm. in many ways for that initial trust to be there. It helps if you can act as a role model in some capacities. And and to your point, too, it's going to be really difficult to guide people through getting outside their comfort zone if that's not something that you have done before in many different ways or do regularly. So that's really interesting to look at mm -hmm. it from that perspective. What else do you think qualifies someone to become a great coach or to become a career coach at all? There's obviously a behavioral, like interpersonal component. Like you have to have a lot of empathy for the audience that you're working with. And then you also have to know who your audience is. I tend to be drawn towards those who are like, I don't know, like the phrase like quarter life is like kind of sounds cliche, but that is 
what I experienced, you know, at following grad school and then into my first job. Yeah. Cause you're in this job and you're excited about it. But then some of us question like, okay, is this it? Like, is, is, is this is all there it? is? <laughs> is this it? Is this what I've worked for? And then like, yeah, the money's great, but it's not completely f- fulfilling. So I think having gone through some of the hardships definitely helps. But then even if you haven't gone through the same exact experience as some of the clients that you're working with, but being able to empathize, know where they're coming from and just listen and relate to them. Because a lot of the times people just want you to listen because they have a hard time getting their close family and friends to listen because their friends and family like think they know what's best for you. And they're giving you like a biased, oh, you should do this and you should do that. But it's not really what that person wants to do. So having a coach definitely helps because you have this unbiased unsolicited, like non-judgmental perspective that really cares about, it's not what you should be doing, but like what do you really want to be doing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Versus, you know, family and friends, they're looking at it through a certain lens. They're not looking at it through a professional lens like a coach might be. And when I say professional lens, I'm leaning more towards that unbiased, helping guide you towards what you want, as opposed to family and friends would be more, I'm going to help guide you to what I think you should do. Yeah. Like what's safe? Like you should stay in this job because it's great money and it has good insurance benefits and it's close to home. Like why would you ever want to leave and move to a different state or a different country. Like, that's absurd, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For you personally, when you think about... Actually, this has been a relatively quick journey for you, now that I think about it. Yeah. it, it has a, How long has this been since you started thinking about becoming a coach and then... You just told me that you accepted a job offer relatively short time ago for... Yeah, working with the organization that you're doing coaching yeah, with now. Yeah, so things I d- that happen very fast. Sometimes I make decisions a little too quickly, according to my husband. But <laughs> I think it originally started like I had an interest in being like some sort of coach in Hawaii when people were asking me like, "How are you moving to Hawaii?" Because then they were like, "I want to move to Hawaii." So then I started sharing tips with people like how they can update their resume and strategies they can use to like maybe get out of their small town wherever they're living, like to make a transition. So the like initial interest took place when I was living in Hawaii. And then I met my husband there and I met my husband in Hawaii and then his job relocated us to California. So when I moved back to the mainland and now that I'm back in California in the Bay Area, close to San Francisco, I think I had this like surreal moment and why I was so unhappy when we first moved here was because I felt like I was being haunted by past ghosts of like when I left Chicago. So it was like I was life was giving me a second chance and testing me. Okay, you're back where you used to be just in a different setting. Now, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to make the same mistakes again and be unhappy? Or you have the option of creating a life that is fulfilling. Um, So then when I was in that, that role as an HR manager at that private equity firm, it was like, serendipity or what is the like what is the term for that deja vu or were the same things happening twice i was having deja vu yeah i was like i'm I'm having deja vu like this is the same situation but like a different environment and so i realized in that moment okay i'm not going to make the same mistake and just stay in this job because it's like the pay is great and for all these reasons that like really at the end of the day like didn't matter in my life so that's when i decided okay 
and my husband saw how unhappy I was and he was just like, whatever you need to do, like do it. I trust, like I'm driven and I'm smart. Like you will, everything will work out if you put your mind to it and, and invest in it. So then that's when I reached out to you and I, there were like other outside of career coaching, there were like other aspects that I was interested in other industries like fitness and health. And I don't even know. I was just like exploring at that point, but then I kept coming back to this coaching idea. And then that's when I came up with Manifest Your Move, which is my company. It's more of a like side hustle that I have right now. But then I also started interviewing for career coach type of roles at various companies in the Bay Area. And I, I was, I had a lot of success landing interviews, but it just wasn't working out. And I was very disappointed of course, because it's it's no fun to like get rejected after an interview. But I realized that those rejections were only pointing me in a different direction so that I could find a better fit for myself in the long run. So I was more reactive applying for jobs once I saw a posting for a career coach position. Mm. So then when I realized, okay, that strategy isn't working out, like I need to change something. So then I started, I changed my job search approach And I started making a list of companies that I wanted to work for, or that I just was interested in learning more about. So I put together a list. I started going on LinkedIn and tracking down uh, contacts at those particular target companies I was interested in, asking people if they'd meet me for coffee or have a brief phone conversation. And I got several meetings out of it, surprisingly. Like people were just open to meeting with me. So I went out for coffee with a couple which led into interviews. And they told me like, at that time, we don't have a job opening, like we're not intentionally hiring, but we're happy to meet with you. And there was one particular company, which is where I landed now, they went out to coffee with me. And then one conversation led to another, they brought me into the office to show me a tour of the office. And they wanted to bring me on part time, but I told them that I was looking for full time work. And then the timing was right. Somebody was leaving and then they created a role for me. Isn't it crazy how that it's works so out? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful that I was turned down with some of those other job opportunities because yes. I would have taken those for the wrong reasons. And now where I am now, like I, I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. And I'm doing work that I love. Uh, I'm a career coach there and I'm a learning and development program manager. So I oversee the entire coaching program on the beha- like we coach on behavioral and interpersonal skills. Yeah. And then there's like a technical coaching piece as well. And we have a whole set of technical coaches that help on that side. I get to do coaching. I get to manage the program. I have a team of coaches that report into me. And then I still get to do my side hustle with Manifest Your Move. So it's awesome. So there's a whole bunch that I'm taking <laughs> away from that. First of all, lot. I'm really curious were you already applying to these types of roles and actively seeking these out prior to going into our professional career coach program? Yes, I I was. Okay. I think that's awesome for two reasons. One, it's the polar opposite of many times what we see in as normal, not necessarily for our program, but in general, most people think about it like, hey, I need to go get certified or oh, I need yeah. to go like get into a training program or like go back to school or whatever else before I begin doing the thing or before I again begin seeking out like how to do the thing. Yeah. And in this case, you didn't wait for that. You begin that process right away. And I think that that's awesome. It also leads to a question. Yeah. What caused you to feel like that was the right move for you or what gave you the confidence to be able to do that? 
for I that's a question that does come up like should and that's a very like logical question to ask like should I get certified but for me like having that certification or that stamp of approval was not going to validate the value that I could add as a coach because I knew based on my experience that I like my prior work experience I knew that that was very valuable maybe even more valuable than having a certification because going into an interview you can actually speak to the experience that you do have versus like you can definitely speak to a program and what you learned out of the program but when you have the experience you're you're providing like real life examples that i think companies or whoever you're interviewing with whoever you're talking to your clients that speaks volumes that's also really interesting and i agree with that on <laughs> many different levels one of the things that i've seen though that blows me away that you also did throughout that throughout that process as you were seeking out what would be the right role for you mm-hmm. was you were actively using great job search techniques and strategies throughout the process for yourself and it blows me away like we've had you know some job openings that we've had as an example we've opened roles for career coaches on our team many times before and we've had at this point, maybe approaching someplace between a thousand and two thousand people apply. Wow. But guess what? Here's the kicker. Less than forty people out of all of those, all those career coaches, even though we say in the application process, like show us, like show us what you would coach, like how you would coach somebody else. Do the things, walk the walk that uh, that you would be doing. Less than forty people actually reached out in any way whatsoever out of you know, 1,000, someplace between, you know, 1,000 and 2,000 applicants. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, that that I think is a great example that's very, very telling. So I'm not surprised that you ended up with a role that was really great for you um, because you are choosing to do the things that are harder. It's easy to coach somebody through the process in some ways. It's much more difficult to do it yourself and to practice it. And I also think that when you practice it, it makes you a better coach too, because you can speak to it at a different level and guide people through it at a different level. So here's the question. After all of that, world's longest question ever, right? I'm curious what compelled you to approach the process that way? approach the process, like just go out and do it. (laughs) Yeah. Like just go out and do it. And maybe it was as simple as that. Like, obviously I'm going to do that because that's the thing that's going to get your results. But what was, what was going through your head that felt like that was the right way to approach getting a career coach role? That's a good question. I went to this personal development seminar and one of the takeaways I got out of that seminar, someone shared with me, is like a saying that says objects. And uh, this is a, a Newton his quote, objects in motion, stay in motion, objects at rest, stay at rest. So I knew that if I just took, did anything, it would be better than doing nothing. And I know that sounds like obvious and very logical, but a lot of us, like we are our worst enemy in our, cause we get stuck in our heads because we, we like tell ourselves, Oh, I, I, I can't do be, I can't be a coach because like, there's no money in it or like, who's going to want to work with me or I don't have a certification yet, or I don't have the right experience. Like, but these are all things that we're making up and I still have those voices and you just can't listen to it. And you have to do something. You do a thing. You go out and ask someone to meet you for coffee. If they say no, which happened a lot, you go ask somebody else. And you keep asking, and then eventually somebody is going to take you up on the offer. 
And then you never know from that one meeting, they might be interested in having additional conversations with you. They might know somebody in their network who is hiring, which that also happened to me too. Like referrals start to happen and you start networking. And then just like having that one conversation, they'll share their story with you and inspire you and give you a new idea. So then you take another direction. So you just start somewhere and it's a journey and you'll figure it out with mistakes that you made or the new insight that you that you get along the way. So I would just say like start somewhere, do something, like write down a list of small tasks you can do in the short term. And then how does that align with your long term goal or vision? What do you feel like was the hardest part for you in making this transition to becoming a coach? The hardest part for me was just being patient um, <laughs> because I wanted like an immediate fix, especially for me. My my husband is in the military. He's yeah. in the Coast Guard and he's been serving for, for many years. And at that time when I was making that transition out of my that HR manager role, making career change, it was the government shutdown. And so it was scary because I didn't know what was going to happen. It was like the holidays. I felt like I didn't have the luxury of time and I wanted like a job now. But that's the problem that a lot of us have is like we want a job, any job now versus if I just trusted the universe. I know that sounds like very hokey pokey, but if I just trusted and had faith that things were going to work out and things would work out when the timing was right, just like trying to be more okay with that um, and being patient, uh, that's, that's, I think time kind of works against us and puts pressure on us. And a lot of us don't have that convenience, right? Like having a second income or a savings to fall back on. And so you kind of just need to like take a job at that time. But my advice would be don't take a quick fix because in the long run, it's not the best decision for you. At the beginning of all this, first of all, that's great advice. And I really appreciate you sharing. And at the beginning of all this, you said that you're better than you ever have been. <laughs> so I'm curious, what does a day in your life look like now? And you know, expand on on that for me in terms of <laughs> why is that better? Why is that yeah. better? I'm actually doing work that I love to do and it just it feels natural, like it doesn't feel like a job. So that's number one. So like for those who are in transition or thinking about being a career coach, do something that you're passionate about because then it won't feel like a chore to wake up in the morning. We've all had those jobs when you're like, oh, I have to go into work this morning or the weekend's over and it's Monday. Like I don't want the work, the week, the work week to start again. So if you do something that you love to do, I think some of those feelings go away. So I wake up in the morning and I'm, like, I'm excited to start my day. My day, my schedule is a little bit different than like tr the traditional work schedule because we have classes in the evening from six to nine at night because that's when we work with our job seekers because the job seekers making a career change, they have full-time jobs and they come into our office or dial in remote from six to nine. Yeah. So I have to be available six to nine to coach them. So my hours are generally 12 to nine at night, but I just have to make sure I take care of every, my day is just flipped. I just have to make sure I take care of everything during the day, like get my workout in, get my errands, run my errands during the day and my house chores during the day. And then I go into work at night. But then with that being said, I do have flexibility to work from home when I need to. Like today I'm working from home. Like at this current company, we have unlimited vacation. So they're just, it's just, there's a lot of flexibility that I appreciate. And the culture is great at where I work. It just, everything seems to be aligned, I guess, why things are going so well. Like I feel like 
all the experiences that I've had, maybe the challenges that I've gone through and things that I love to do. Like I finally am at a place where all of that like has aligned. I know like what work environments work for me, what types of culture I like I prefer to work in. And I went out and sought that. And it's kind of like a la carte. I was able to pick and choose what I loved and didn't like. And then this job is a reflection of all of that. Well, it sounds so, you earlier said it sounds so logical a couple of times, but this too, it's amazing how logical it sounds that when you really know what you want, and then you have the ability to ask for what you want, it becomes so much easier to actually get what you want and be able to, as you said, like pick yeah. and choose almost a la carte off the menu and say, you know, I want more flexibility. And guess what? I want <laughs> you know this amount of pay. And guess what? I want to work with these type of people. And But if you don't know that and you're not acting on that, then it is pretty much impossible. It's not going to happen by chance most of the time. Yeah. And I know like I know to some people, they might hear this and say, well, like, I wish I could be that lucky or that's impossible. Like, how does that happen? I guess for me, I just didn't want to settle. I knew that I didn't want to settle. And if I did settle, that in the long run, I wouldn't be happy and I didn't want to compromise that. So I was willing to take that risk. And without taking the risk, like the reward won't be as great. And so I think that's how kind of all of that played out. Well, I so appreciate you taking the time to come and share your journey and sharing the advice for what uh, what you've been through, what you found. And thanks for letting us set front row seat in, in this whole thing, too, and get to see all these changes happen along the way. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I There were some dark days. I remember one time I... I didn't sleep for 24 hours. Like I was just so wired. Like I, cause I, otherwise I would be laying in bed. Like I need to do this and this and this. And I literally didn't sleep for a whole day. Cause I was like just working through my list and I was like on a mission. And so, yeah, there were some dark times and some low times, but I, with the support of you and your team, like I made it through and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So just work <laughs> through it. And I promise like it's all worth it. It's not easy, but it is worth it. Yeah. Thank you again, Rosa. Thank you, Scott. Right now, for a very short period of time, we have open enrollment for the self-paced version of the Professional Career Coach Training and Certification Program, both Tracks 1 and 2. Track 1 being Career Coaching Mastery, which dives into the technical skills, making you an amazing coach. And Track 2 is all about how you can accelerate your business, ranging from how to sell coaching in an incredibly organic, delightful way, all the way to how to build systems and an infrastructure for marketing in your business to continue to attract clients that want to work with you and desire to have the type of help that you offer. If that's something you're interested in, you can go to happentoyourcareer.com and, and click on the link for career coaches and the self-paced will pop right up. Otherwise, just drop me an email personally, scott at happentoyourcareer.com, and put PCC, self-paced, in the subject line, and I'll connect you with my team to make sure that we can figure out if that program is right for you. Thanks for listening to How to Become a Career Coach. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast player. For more resources, go to becomeacareercoach.com. 